Good morning and good afternoon. Welcome to this week's edition of the Digital Shop Talk Radio. I'm Tom Dorsey and today we're going to be talking about is it possible or is it better, is it wiser to educate your motorists uh, for your recommendations through using trends in the deterioration of those components and systems over time or the current condition. And more specifically, what we're going to be talking about is the Auto Vitals feature that supports that, and that's our carry forward function. And, you know, if you don't know what carry forward is, stay tuned because you need to hear this. You need to see uh, what is available to you and if it's going to make sense for your operation. If you've tried the carry forward in the past, especially the older version of carry forward, we're going to be showing you some new stuff today. Um, and, you know, it, you thought it wasn't for you, stay tuned because you want to see this new stuff. And if you're currently using carry forward, well, then you're probably going to want to stay tuned. Go figure. Stay tuned. And today, you know, I couldn't have a better guest joining us, better shop guest. Uh, Fred Haynes from Honest One, two locations in Minnesota, is joining us. And, you know, Fred, I couldn't have thought of a better person, Fred, to come on because Fred is a no BS type of guy. And he's going to tell you his opinion just like he likes to lay it down. And so we couldn't have a better, I think, dynamic on this discussion. And, you know, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too much, but Fred Nuva had a, I think, a pretty good conversation back and forth that uh, led to some new functionality that we're going to be showing you today. Welcome, Fred Haynes. Thanks. And Fred's joining, uh, joining Fred is his uh, general manager, Brandon Polhemus. Brandon, appreciate you coming on the show, buddy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. And of course, our expert panel of experts are joining us as always. Iron Man Uwe Kleinschmidt and Bill uh, fixing to get it done, Connor. I had, I had, to, get, I had to throw you a nickname, buddy, because I gave Uwe one. Thanks uh, welcome, a lot. gentlemen. Good morning. Good and so what I'd like to do, you know, is kind of let's give us a kind of an oversight for folks that haven't uh, heard of the carry forward function, Uva, if you could, and kind of how this came about, what the changes are that we're going to be talking about today. And really, you know, yes, the carry forward feature is going to drive some efficiency in your uh, inspection process for your technicians. And that's great. Saving time is saving money. Uh, and it's earning money. But most importantly, I think the, the underlying real result that Uva was going for, and I'm not, I don't want to steal his thunder, uh, is to be able to create trends and deterioration of the components over time and be able to leverage that in your sales process. So Uva, if you could uh, kick us off, give us a little background on where we, you know, why, where we've been and where we're going. Um. Yeah, if I just put myself in a motorist's shoes, because I am one, um, and, and I'm probably more analytic than other people, but uh, I believe if numbers can be presented in a very simple way, then it applies to everybody. If you can see um, trends of the deterioration or wear, um, a lot of people will look at it and say, oh, that makes sense. I might not want to push that further out. And since the carry forward feature was initially implemented, as you said, for technician savings, basically, uh, why we inspect what has the exact same condition as last time, um, we just added after the discussion with Fred a little feature that allows you to use it and basically have images from the last visit right next to images from this visit, right? And um, and I know Fred um, would love to have every um, condition inspected the same visit and not so much use older pictures. And And so that's why we thought it's a great topic to talk about what works, what doesn't work, um, what works for one shop, what works for other shops, and, and so on and so forth. But what I really also like to do today is just make very, very transparent um, what images by themselves, although we say that every single time, 
uh, can do in the motorist education, right? That's how I would love to kick it off if that's in any way possible. And so yeah, we, we, we prepared a few examples. Yeah, sure. Bill, what's your take? So we already know the benefit of educating the customer through pictures and so on. And that's the number one thing we've been really working on with shops since 2013 is near as I can remember. And we've been struggling to go and get them to be consistent. So that's where we went ahead and, and came up with the guided, which I now call the advanced authorization and um, retention tool instead of guided. We just can't fit it on the button. And also we, after talking with some shops, we've added a, a function there where we can actually show them trends over time. So my thought is all inspections is really right from the first time we ever see a vehicle should be considered as a retention tool. We tell them a drop off, we're going to do this, you know, two or three times a year to make sure your vehicle's safe, comfortable, dependable, and we can show you trends over time and also predict the rate of wear in case you'd like to budget. Now, if we can go and do that on the same inspection sheet where we're not having to trust their memory from visit to visit, then we've actually kind of kicked it up a notch. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, and I'd like to talk a little bit and kind of set some context too. is, you know, really specifically, what, what problem are we trying to solve, right? And, and Fred, if you could kind of give us a little background, you know, on how you guys and I got involved in the conversation, you know, what your position, you know, in, in that conversation was, um, and, you know, kind of how did we come out to the, you know, uh, conclusion that we're going to add this functionality? Sure. So um, at the location where Brandon is the manager, um, we made the move to TVPX. Has it been probably six weeks or so now? Yeah. And we, okay. had been, we had been an auto vital shop for, and all told, we're probably at about 18 months or so. And his shop is, uh, is kind of my model shop. So he's the one that maintains my inspection for all my other locations. Awesome. Uh, and he's very technically competent and really motivated to make this thing work. So he does a lot of great, a great work there. Um, and so the, the conversation was really uh, in the move from TVP to TVPX was how that process works. So once we kind of understood what guided mode could do for us, the biggest opportunity we felt was a big time saver, as well as just upping the professionalism and consistency of the inspections due to the fact that we could then pull standard text for captions and for customer notes. Mm -hmm. And we really like that because if you look at my shops and I have shops of different volumes, the higher volume, volume shops really struggle with keeping up with all that tip typing on each and every inspection. Um, and not everybody who does service advising is an English major. So it's not always easy to write something in a context that a customer will understand easily, right? And so it just looked like a big benefit for us. And so once we understood how guided mode worked, we turned that on and I, uh, you know, we didn't fully understand that kind of carry forward came along with that. And just kind of the process of going from no carry mode, no guided mode into carry mode, guided mode, TVPX, it was, it was something that we learned a lot of, about, I think, as we went through that process. And that's the feedback we've given to you guys is, you know, what could we do to make this easier, better, yeah. faster for people that have to implement it going forward? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it can be a lot to chew. Um, especially, you know, like you said, as you're, as you're changing uh, from, you know, the legacy TVP to the TVPX and uh, these new functionalities on top of it. Brandon, let me ask you this. Were you using anything similar to carry forward in the past? Did you try the old version of carry forward? How did you handle it from a dispatch perspective um, when you had a vehicle that came back in that had a recent inspection done? Sure. So we didn't use the carry forward in the previous version very frequently. Um, obviously, the functionalities between what it was and the legacy mode versus what it is, there's obviously some, some pretty large variances. So it's, I don't even remember what happened yeah, worked sure. on the old one because I'm so embedded in the new one at this point. Yeah. Um, but I think what the, the issue is that we're dealing with now in the current guided mode, and, and if there have been changes made, uh, feel free to jump up and correct me. Um, but as far as um, you know, showing the progression, um, so to speak, of a, of a given component, 
it's my understanding that currently the if a if a tech takes uh, updates the photos right so it's in carry forward it shows that hey air filter you know dirty um, you know they can hit confirm and then if they update that photo with the new photo that the old photo is actually not supposed to be shown on the inspection it's the new photo that would be shown and I'm actually have a couple open tickets with tech support right now where a couple times it has and that's being is currently considered a bug and so I guess my question then is if we are wanting to show the progression um, of a given component then why are those old photos then not being shown on that inspection um, I guess would be my number one question and then secondly I guess my concern um, with the carry forward mode is it gives the technician, because let's be honest, the technicians can sometimes just want to get through the inspection and be done as quick as possible. It gives them an out to just hit confirm without actually rechecking something. Um, and it's happened to us a couple times where, you know, the technician is going through the inspection and just is, you know, clicking through, clicking through, clicking through. And you know, it's a, the, a different advisor had that car last time and now I'm dealing with it. And so I go and I, you know, pitch a job that we just did three months ago, not realizing that we had actually done that. Um, you know, and it's so it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you know, what, what just happened here? Um, and so I think having the ability to, you know, have the carry forward mode as an option, I think would be nice as a switch to be able to turn it off. Um, I think would be would be beneficial. Um, but I guess that's why we're here. Exactly. And you couldn't have laid it out any better, Brandon. Uh, I think I'll send you a gift basket after the show. Sounds good. <laughs> so, Uwe, he's teed it up for you, buddy. Tee him high and let him fly. Sure. Um, so, this is pretty interesting. So, we like to look at this from a motorist perspective first. And, and what you're trying to solve is how do I make a technician be consistent? Right, so carry forward by its nature, I shouldn't say invite, but at least gives the opportunity to skip by just hitting confirm, confirm, confirm. Um, on the other hand, let's assume we had something built in, which for example, avoids exactly what you described. For example, if we know that the job has been sold, right, uh, we wouldn't allow to confirm you have to forced in the guided uh, tradition, you're forced to take, do the inspection again, right? That would be an option. I, I'm just thinking for me personally, if I look at it from a motorist perspective, um, I don't think it's a bad idea to show consistency across visits there's nothing bad about it to say oh we inspected and confirmed right because it shows continuity from the last visit so, so in other words if we found ways to make sure that um what you described cannot happen that technicians skip and then the service advisor is embarrassed to try to resell what you already sold last time, right? Um, would you be more open to look into carry forward? Um, as a benefit for the motorist? Sure, potentially. I think, I guess if we're doing the guided mode inspection correctly every time, yes. it almost renders carry forward needless because if you're inspecting what you need to inspect every single time and you're taking those photos um, and you're doing and because the, the guided mode in essence forces the technician to right. hit every topic right right um, and so if they're doing that um, I think if the the care the, the carry forward is almost rendered needless as long as they're doing their job in the, in the guided mode and I've, I've talked with a couple of our customers, you know, as we're going through this, it's like, hey, would, would it just, would it make a difference if I showed you, here's what your air filter looked like last time, and here's what it looked like today, does that make any difference to you? Um, it was clean last time, it's dirty now. Does that make a difference that it was clean last time and dirty now? And they're kind of like, well, no, it's dirty now, let's replace it. And so I think even seeing a, a progression, um, 
again, from a couple of the customers that I've talked to, and then also attempting to step into that motorist's shoes, which is difficult for right. me on my side of the desk for the last 20 years, but putting myself in those shoes, it's like, I just look at it. If a component has failed now, it, who cares if it wasn't last time? It's bad now. Let's fix it. Um, no. and, and the thing is, is let's say, for example, you know, certain suspension component, like a tie rod end. If the tie rod end was tight last time, my guys typically aren't going to take a picture of a tight tie rod end, right? So showing them a video that it's loose now, there's nothing to compare. compare, uh, compare. I think the only components that you could, I guess, see a progression on would be things like fluids and filters and maybe tires. Um, but I guess Makes. my opinion on that is that if a component was good last time and it's bad now, I guess I just don't see the, the it, I guess to me, it doesn't make any difference that it was good last time. It's bad now. Let's fix it. Um, and then, and again, if this is a bug that's being fixed or tweaked, if they can't, if they currently can't see what the air filter was last time, what are they comparing it to? You okay if I interjected a little bit? Sure. Go ahead. Um, so for, for, for me, simply speaking, I, I can't really put myself in Brandon's shoes because I, I, I've only done that job on a handful of occasions and it was pretty scary when I did. Um, uh, been a motorist more often and, and I think, you know, the challenge is <clears throat> who, who is it for? Because I see value, I see value for the service advisor to be as informed as possible about what the history of that vehicle has been, right? So they understand what they're going to present to the guest. You know, uh, you mean no one has it is on back order or discontinued, which uh, John uh -oh. seems to be Hold on muted. One we have a, there you go. There he goes. Anyway. Uh, so I guess I'd say that for the average motorist, that that kind of analytical interest in seeing that progression is probably going to be be far and few between. Um, and that if there's value, I think the value probably lies in in how we present it to the service advisor as an option for them to have the conversation with the guest. Now, philosophically, I'd also say that I think the energy we have ought to be put into as much as possible um, what we can take of now, take care of now. That I think that the more you get into, you know, the more you get into a lot of detail around what's coming or what might come, it kind of dilutes the focus on the things that somebody really needs to take care of to keep them safe and comfortable and keep their vehicle dependable. So, and, and I guess just the nature of the cars we see, there are a lot of sick cars, you know, uh, it, you know, Cars with five and six thirty seconds tread on them are something that is wonderful. Uh, you know, it's the ones that have belts showing on a regular basis that are the ones that we really need to get people alarmed about, right? Um, so there's a bit of that as well. So I see value, but I think it's primarily for the service advisor and not as much for the motorist in enabling the service advisor to understand the history of that vehicle more readily. So if they had an ability to show some of those things and there was a case, great. Um, yeah, and, and uh, just echoing, I think one other thing that, that Brandon didn't really mention was, I think in terms of implementing, so just the practicality of implementing that change, that all the complexity that came with guided mode plus new application plus carry forward was a lot to bite off. And it wasn't always clear where our challenge was. You know, was it related to carry forward? Was it related to just the new app? Or was it how guided mode was supposed to work? And so I could see an advantage to even if you did decide that boy guided mode is something that's, or excuse me, carry forward is something I think is wonderful. I see an advantage to shops trying to ramp up to be able to start with guided mode and then add carry forward as a second, a second wave, if you will. Yeah, makes total sense. Thanks. Um, Bill, do you want to chime in? Because this is really interesting topic, you know, um, show good and then show failed. There's nothing in between. And I think from a retention perspective, there's a lot in between. 
especially for wear items like brakes and tires and 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 fluids as you said so but i don't want to take your thunder away sure the the measurements over time is important um i hadn't even weighed into the equation what fred talked about letting the service rider be more comfortable of change over time but you're also going to have things that you know we could, if we could show customer change over time by showing the progression of pictures, that's a good thing. And we're also going to have instances where the customer, you know, they're going to have that tire that's worn on the edge, it's almost through to the rubber. They come back through, you know, three or four weeks later or a month later, and now it's in the steel belts. To go ahead and show that change very quickly over time can be huge for getting that customer that doesn't really like to maintain their vehicle to get off their doggone wallet and start making a donation into it before they change that may pop into a will pop. So again, I hadn't even weighed into the equation about the service rider, but you know, for the customer looking at just in the eyes of the customer, if we got them stubborn folks, sometimes having that one picture right next to the other one is going to do more justice than um, just showing them a brand new inspection that with no comparison. And it'd be interesting to see as we go forward with this new feature that we're talking about, you know, what the change in the mindset is of by, you know, the consumers going and using it along with the staff. Um, and I guess just uh, circling back to my, my question, my original question is, is, is the ability then to show the pictures from the previous inspection alongside of today's inspection, is that coming? Yes, that's what okay. Bill is going to show later. Okay, thank you. Um, we, we are right deep into this carry forward discussion. Tom, I'm sorry that I'm taking a little bit of your steering away here. But, no, 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 you do your thing, buddy. This is a good, uh, this is, I like this. And uh, um, what I would like to do is uh, we, let's start at the basics, right? Let's, let's just look um, any on what is a good picture before we go into the sophisticated ones and then what is carry forward, right? Because we obviously, we are all aware of it because we had some discussions about it. I don't know how many in the audience. So, yeah. Um, and actually, you know, real quick too, is we were getting some questions, you know, cause some folks right. aren't up to speed on carry forward. Right. So uh, help.autovitals.com. Um, you know, after the show, you can get over there and uh, there's some some videos and some collateral in there that you can read and get kind of up to speed. And then, of course, uh, reach out to your advisor in your next check in or, or give them a, a holler if you uh, uh, still have some additional questions. Thanks. Uber. So, so if you if you don't mind, Dustin, can you show the um, share the um, infogram? Because we, we should really start at some basics, because if those basics are not really done properly carry forward can backfire big time. And so what you see here is two inspection results. Left-hand side, I called it any digital inspection, right? There's a picture and there's an arrow and there's a timestamp. And now putting all our motorist heads on, what do we see? Not sure even what that is, right? right because of the, the scope of the picture and the scope of the picture, you see a seat. Probably the seat takes the most attention because you don't know really where the arrow points to. So let's go ahead and break that down into what the customer would think. The right. picture on the left is the equivalent of the customer walking out in the bay, the technician pointing to something, not uttering a word, and the customer wandering back off trying to figure out what it is. And and it's really hard for um I think folks that are experts in the field to divorce themselves from what they know by looking at a picture versus what a motorist is going to understand. Yep. And, you know, classic example, this one's a simple one. Classics are oil, oil leaks. To the layperson, oil leaks look like dirt most of the time. You know, they don't understand that that caked on mess is there because there's oil underneath there right. that's making it all stick. And so, you know, I tell my guys that, you have to think about, don't, don't assume that people understand what it is that you're showing. You need to explain it like you would to your your 12-year-old kid or eight-year-old kid on how, how it would not to talk down to them, but don't assume they know anything. And so 
let's just say what are good practices for an impactful picture. So number one, probably zoom in, right? Heavily. So either you do that as a tech or the service advisor later looks at it and zooms in. So we get rid of this seed and background and, and, and um, whatever else is sky on the picture, right? And then without any doubt, a simple error without um, any description makes it really hard to know what, what we're looking at. So if you go to the right-hand side, right? Um, this is kind of a double whammy because number one, it's a picture of a tester which already says what the call to action should be and it's highlighted in red and the notes below in my opinion is really awesome right so it says how it's supposed to be it compares it with with the actual and then it says what needs to be done right short clear right to the point um, that there's nothing left for interpretation. Would you guys agree? The only thing I'd add, Uva, yes. The only thing I'd add is I, I encourage my guys to go one step further, and this is really okay. what Bill has preached, is that in lay terms, what does that mean? You know, just because that number is different, I don't know, you know, it doesn't say what that means. They don't know what cold crank, cranking amps are necessarily or what's going to happen. And the result of this from a safety comfort uh, dependability perspective is you might try to start your car and it doesn't start. Right. You know, so that's to me is also an important thing to say on here to keep your car starting every time you want to start it, we should replace your battery today. Right. Yeah. And, and to that point also, and just remember folks, you know, you can add in, you know, Hey, what a video educational content, what are, what does CCA mean or what does cold cranking amps mean um, to support that? Uh, so you don't have to try to write it all out on the, the, the annotation on the picture, but you got supporting information in there as well to uh, tie the bow. So really to kind of sum it up, the picture really has several things that have to be on it. It has to be a well-lit picture that's in focus and zoomed in. It has to have an area of focus defined, and then it has to cover what is the component, what needs to be done, and the reason why the customer should part with their hard-earned money. And it, if you go ahead and, and do that, you're going to be spot on every time. And if you can do like Fred has done, he spent a lot of time putting this information right into the conditions on his inspection sheet, then it's really highly consistent across all inspections. Yeah, I think that's part of what, when I referred to kind of being an English major is, you know, explaining something like that in just a, just a sentence or two or three isn't necessarily easy. You have to think about it a little bit and say, well, what would, what, what makes the most sense? And so guided mode in our, our mind is spectacular because look, that when it, when it, when a battery is in that condition, how you describe that to a guest doesn't change. So let's describe it the, the way that our best person ever would if they had the guest out there. And now everybody gets to benefit from that language. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, John is bringing in, um, if the caption is too long, it takes over the picture. Good point. Um, let's just talk about what other um, features are available to find the right balance. Um, you can actually write on the picture directly with the new image editor, right? So you can define so a good best practice would be, Dustin, if you could scroll up again, um, you could now say, for example, next to replace battery, next to the arrow, write a little text, write on this available background there and, and say what that the specifics are. And then um, in the caption, you summarize and make clear what the recommendations is. Or a recommendation is right. So you can basically split up the the information into what's the problem 
described directly on the picture and then all additional information like what CCA in this case and what's the recommendation you would put in the caption. Thanks, John. Yeah, and whoever said that's absolutely right. I mean, that is a challenge and I think that's where thinking through what you want to put in guided mode in that caption text and right. taking the time to make it three sentences that don't overwhelm the photo is that's that's not the easiest thing in the world to do right yeah adam's got a good point too he's he, you know he's telling his text to remember that the bottom of the photo is going to have a caption so try to you know focus up a little higher um when they're taking the picture to to kind of give that additional room that's yep. a great point you know and you can do that too you know you, it's not a best practice i mean you can take a wider shot and then you can always use the crop uh, you know, the service writer can use the crop functionality, but it's additional steps. And if you can get your text to really practice on getting that photo uh, centered properly, where it gives you that additional room at the bottom, you know, it's kind of almost like a placeholder. Uh, it, it's going to be more efficient. Thanks, Adam. I think that is a feature request. We should show to detect the preview of how the ultimate picture is going to look like and guide it because the notes are already there. Right. Yeah. Carlo, are you listening? <laughs> He's probably hiding under his desk, buddy. He's got his hands like this. He is running for the hills right now. He's like, don't you know it's Labor Day weekend? No, I will not have that uh, available on Monday. Because you're going to go, yes, I want it Sunday. <laughs> All right. Not to get off onto a tangent, but um, so, so let's pick it up right there. Uh, um, you know, I think, you know, Yes, it starts at the fundamentals. Yes, it starts at, at, at the um, you know, quality of the image and the more information that we can convey in an effective manner on that image is gonna be the best practice. Um, but once you have that, because I don't think Brandon's convinced, right? I think once you have that information, um, you know, I, I guess from my perspective and, and, and you know, it works for me. I know the way that I shop or the way that, you know, somebody needs to convince me is two things, right? If you can show me something where I say, Oh, you, you notice that thing or somebody's watching or looking at it, right? It's kind of like my mom, my mom, like, you know, she could just show me a picture of my room and I don't go clean it. Right. <laughs> so, so it's kind of almost not, you know, I don't want to say it's, um, you know, kind of embarrassing me to make a decision, but, but, you know, a lot of times it affects you, your decision-making if you know somebody's paying attention. And I think the other thing is, is that you run into situations sometimes, Brandon, I don't know, maybe you can uh, kind of elaborate on this, but you get folks who just tend to kick things down the road and you've tried stuff and you've told them and you said, Hey, you know what, it's going to cost you so much more if this thing fails and then it's putting all the wear additional wear on these other components and the bill's going to be bigger and you still can't move them. I think that having the ability to kind of just show that what's the expectation, or at least you can nail them down and say, you know what, this thing's going to be metal to metal in a month. This thing is going to be, you know, in two months, you're going to be back in here on the end of a tow truck, something like that to help you, um, you know, just kind of move the needle or just help them to look at it from a different perspective. Um, you are correct in saying yes, there are probably some customers that that could be impactful on. Um, my other fear, especially considering things like, you know, pictures of tires and things where you have, you know, multiple photos in one category, it can also come across as a little bit of a mess, right? Because now you're showing your tires, now there's eight pictures. Um, and it can all, it may, may get confusing because I've seen in like the four corners, you take your exterior photos and all that kind of stuff. Now you got eight pictures of the outside of my car. Um, and so just from a clear, concise um, inspection, um, I guess I still, and again, you're, you're right. You are going to have those customers. They're just not going to do it. They just, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's their mindset. Um, could that change some of it? Maybe. But if they still have that mindset of if it ain't broke, don't fix it, I think they're just going to wait till it breaks. Um, and we, you know, if you categorize your inspection appropriately, right? Hey, this is either you can fix it today, great, or yeah, I can wait. If, you know, wait till next time. Your choice. Um, have that as one category, and then have a, 
you know, you're going to die category. Um, and that I think can help um, emphasize some of it. And that customer either A is going to know that this needs to be fixed today for their own safety and for the reliability of the vehicle, or they're going to, again, just kick the can down the road and, and uh, they've, they've got roadside assistance. So who cares about the tow truck? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, man. Well, you know, everybody's got a handful of those customers, right? So let's go, so, let's go some people. Yeah, some people get get more, uh, you know, a deeper bench than others. But um, so but let's think it, about that a little bit different, anything, though. Say, say it again, Bill. So let's think about that a little bit differently. So let's say that there's 10% or 20% of the population that's motivated by seeing that wear. We don't know what the hell customer is going to be in that percentage. So should we go ahead and shortchange ourselves for all customers and go ahead and miss out on them? So that's one of the other things you when you can't really predict the motorist mind and you can't go ahead and, and have the technician go ahead and choose one or the other, shouldn't you go ahead and opt toward educating that 10 or 20% that might be in that elusive bucket? So I, I don't know what that percentage is, right? I mean, I don't think any of us can profess to know what that percentage is. I mean, I, my opinion is it's probably lower than that, but, um, <sighs> You know, and, and maybe it's a Minnesota thing, too. So there's this thing called Minnesota Nice. Everybody's heard, right? Sure. I'm not from Minnesota, so nobody would ever accuse me of that. Um, but we have a tendency to kind of make things nice, you know. So, you know, and, and then I think you also get desensitized sometime by the condition of some of the vehicles we see. And, uh, you know, so we know, looking at that component, that, it's something that is not safe and they're going to either hurt themselves or somebody else. We don't necessarily convey that effectively in our, in kind of our vernacular up here all the time. And so I think there's an enormous opportunity as I look at what our inspections look like in being utterly clear about why what we're pointing out to them is, a, is something they should fix. You know, and to me that that's like, if we can do that, I think if we do that, I think that is far more beneficial than say showing somebody stuff can deteriorate over time, which is again, why I think guided mode is so spectacular. Because honestly, if you looked over all of our inspections, you know, you get things like, you know, your cold cramping, cranking apps are down 50%. You know, we recommend you replace your battery. And you know, we assume that the person understands what that means and they don't, they don't necessarily understand what that means. You have to kind of hit them over the head and say, you know, your car's not going to start and you're going to have to tow it uh, if you don't fix this now. And let's do it today so that you don't have to come back again. You know, um, and it's, you know, we see examples like that all the time. And so at least we're not to the point yet, I guess I would say in our maturity level, I don't feel like we're at the point yet where we're able to reap that that benefit. We're still focused on making sure that with every vehicle, we do a great inspection and we're utterly clear about what the vehicle needs today. And I think if we could do that, we'd be overwhelmingly more successful than we are today. I think that's oh, an awesome, sense. Uh, awesome point. What, what I would like to say though, is there's another element of it. Um, two elements, actually. Transparency has never hurt. And and in, in times of Google, this is actually required, right? So it doesn't need to go to the extreme as Brandon rightfully pointed out. If I want to make my case and it takes eight pictures, I am in bad shape because that's too complex, right? But if two pictures make my case because it's the last visit and this visit, I believe I'm in good shape. And 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 the and the caption uh, formulation and what's on the, the what wording is on the pictures will make that case, and um, th that's one thing I would like to add. The other thing is, I'm just curious. There's actually two questions: how you how do you manage retention? Is it purely on service in the wall, or also do you have maintenance items where the future attention section on the inspection basically triggers the next visit? Um, and number two, there is a case to be made that um, 
if you have to work on that portion of the car anyway, and you add what might not be completely uh, worn yet will be added, you save actually money, right? Instead of coming in again, you just put it, add it to today's visit and save X amount of dollars, right? Yeah, and, and, and that is definitely a conversation we have, right? You know, the question is, as a service advisor, what's your objective? Right. You know, are you trying to get them out of there with spending as little money as possible and band-aiding the thing together so that, that maybe they come back in two weeks? Or are you trying to fix their vehicle so that it's not going to be back in two weeks and they're not going to go someplace else to fix it? And I, I kind of prefer as an owner the second approach. Right. You know, don't, don't do something that's not going to necessarily fix it, fix it, get the thing done, make them happy, make us happy, move on. And so we definitely want to note those maintenance activities and where things are coming. Uh, but maybe we, 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 what I'd like to see is that we tend to, we tend to go, look, if the, if the tires are at 430 seconds, you know, and we say 330 seconds is when we absolutely positively recommend them. Maybe we do say, you know, hey, these are very close. These are something you might, you know, let me take care of it for you today. You can do the same thing with brakes. You can do the same thing with, with fluids and such. Um, and and don't, uh, don't discount, you mentioned, don't discount the convenience factor. Turns out that most motorists don't want to visit the shop every couple of weeks. Right. So that also plays into the overall program that you really want to do. And that is, is that give the customer an overall snapshot of their vehicle, estimate everything that the technician finds either do now, or maybe even the next service present it to the customer and then handle their objections. And don't let the customer go and back you into the corner when they first call, how much is this? How much is this? How much is this? It should be Mara, sir. I'll be happy to help you understand that. But what I'd really like to do is see if we can, maybe bumble, bundle some of these overlapping things together to help you save money. Now you're gonna go ahead and get to be able to present everything to him. Absolutely. So do we have, um, are we able to show the, um, that new functionality? Are we, are we ready to, to yes. display that? Bill, are you? I'm always ready. I'm like a ever ready bunny. I just got to figure out what monitor I got it on. <laughs> okay. Bill has eight. His eight monitors. So stock hope, broker. Hopefully, you go ahead and see a tablet on the screen. We do. We do, sir. You nailed it. Awesome. First time, too. Isn't that yeah. something? And so, what and I'm going to do is I, I'm going to go ahead and um, move this out of the way. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to tap on the antifreeze topic here because it's in carry forward mode. And you can see here that everything the technician needs to know about the condition from the last visits there. And if it's still in the same ugly condition, they can basically press confirm and go on the next one. And now the power steering is in the same condition. So they just confirm. Now in the brake fluid, you can see last time it came in, it had 3% on it. And instead of just confirming it, if the technician is going to go ahead and educate the customer, they got two choices. They can go and replace this image and then it gets what Brandon was talking about. Or if we want to talk about what Bill was talking about, what we can do is say, add an image. So in my case, I'm going to add an image. I'm going to try and find a moisture detector in my shop. And I'm going to go ahead and take that new image. I'm going to drag an arrow over onto it. If I can go ahead and move this over where I can get my finger on it. I'm going to point right to the new note here. This brake fluid has got extremely worse since last time you're in this is a do it now and then i'm going to go ahead and add that and what it's going to do is it's going to go ahead and give us both images side by side here for the um, service rider to go ahead and be able to show to the customer and then now i can hit confirm so that's the new functionality that um you know brandon and fred haven't been exposed to yet if we can politically correctly use the word exposed um but that's um, what we're talking about. Very cool. What do you think, Brandon? That's an no improvement. longer a bug, buddy. Yep, that is that is definitely an improvement. It, and I guess the only that's just going to come down to training with the techs is making sure they because make them 
because if they're going to have the ability to make that executive decision, um, we got to make sure that, you know, they know when to make that executive decision, which I guess is depending on who the technician is, can be scary. Um, but uh, <laughs> we'll have to uh, we'll have to work on that. But that is, that is definitely definitely an improvement over the over the current uh, current functionality. So here's what I really like about that is is the technician can obviously see what the condition was last time. They can see all the notes. If it's in good shape now and it was ugly last time, they can go in and say it's good now. But that might help them determine whether the customer is cheating on you and going somewhere else. They also have the ability because now they see the condition, they can make that so-called executive decision. Do I go in and show the customer a comparison of AB or do I go ahead and just replace the image and, and move on? The other, so, the other question I would have that would be kind of nice to add into that functionality is if that job was sold last time. Right, so if last time it came in and we had, hey, the, the brake fluid was bad, right? And again, this is from a, a, a lazy tech standpoint, um, is okay, brake fluid's bad, they click confirm, right? Just cause they're just clicking through just to get the, get the job done. If there was a note on there that said, you know, just in parentheses afterwards, like after the canned job that comes up, sold or completed or whatever, it alerts them that, okay, this was done last time. Let's recheck, make sure that everything is good to go. And then we can take an updated photo saying, hey, nice job. This is still good to go, right? They, they flushed that break job last time versus if they just are clicking through confirm and the advisor doesn't realize that they did it last time either. And all of a sudden they're selling a job that we just did three, three months ago. I think having some level of safeguard there uh, or an alert will um, avoid, even though it's a, honest mistake, I guess, lazy slash honest mistake, avoid the, uh, the, um, the trap of coming across as, you know, just trying to sell something just because you need to sell something more so than right. something you actually need. Yeah, I, I had a thought if I can add, Bill. Sure. Um, so that particular scenario you just showed, if I had shown a marginal uh, condition say in my do it now or do it, do it soon kind of a bucket. And there was a picture. I'd almost want to make it on the next visit mandatory to take another picture, make sure that they look at that particular component again, take another picture of it so that I have a clear, not make it optional. Not, it's not a judgment thing. Look, I want, if, if the brake fluid was on the border last time, you darn well better take another brake fluid picture. If, the brakes were close, you better darn well take another brakes. If the tires were close, you better take another tire. I can't think of a lot of examples where I wouldn't want that to happen. In fact, I'd love it to happen. You know, we focus more on, one thing we want to convey value to the guest, right? Because there's a lot of trust, I think, that could be built by showing them, look, we're actually putting time into looking at your car and care about what's going on with your vehicle. And so, you know, we talk about anywhere between 14 and 17 pictures that should be taken every single time because, um, those are things that are, are readily able for us to look at and to show the guests and really convey value that, you know, we didn't just pull it in, do what you brought it in for and pull it back out. We actually looked at this thing. So if we could add that if there's one of those items that from the last visit was one of these marginal things, maybe it ought to be mandatory that you take a new picture of that thing. And then that way we've got clear evidence that they actually either took care of it someplace else or it's gotten worse or it stayed the same. So one of the other interesting things is, is that even if a topic was a fail last time and you did the work, now this time you go ahead and verify that your fix is good to go and there's show value there too. that way there's value there also. Absolutely. I agree. I agree completely. No, that uh, kind of yeah. sense, that makes a ton of sense to me. Yeah, it, it makes sense. So, so what you're saying, Fred, is it would override any settings that you had as far as mandatory topics go, and it would say anything right. that last inspection was either in the yellow or it was marked as needs future attention or it was marked as um, needs immediate. Do it deferred or whatever. Whether it was right. sold or not, it's going to require, it's going to override any settings and make that a mandatory topic for next. Right, week. so you can, you can click those, those flags to basically say the topic is mandatory. Like I want you to always take a picture of the four tires regardless. Right. Um, but there's a lot of topics where we don't require a, a picture, oil leaks. You know, you don't, we don't take a picture of the underside of the vehicle every time or of the muffler every time. If they found that the last time or we did, 
then yeah, we should absolutely be requiring an update. That's something that would add a ton of value in my view. Brandon, what do you think? Yeah, and I think the, um, the, the, the danger with, at least currently and potentially even with, the, with this update is the ability for, you know, if we're requiring a photo right now, them just hitting confirm and using last time's photo right. fulfills that requirement. Right. Without it actually fulfilling the requirement of a new photo. And that's, right. I think, having that requirement of a new photo. And again, from where what we're trying to do, at least in, in our locations, is we have mandatory topics. And in guided mode, I mean, it's kind of is what it is. I mean, you've got to work your way through the through the inspection. And as long as you're mandating that this topic gets completed and this topic has a photo, um, you know, you're always going to have an have an up to date photo of a component, good, bad, or otherwise. And I think for for at least those fourteen topics, but yeah. those items where you did find something last time, you reported it. Yeah, I think it should be mandatory. There shouldn't be any way not to take a new photo of it, whether I fixed it or not. Right. And then at that point, we can, as a service advisor, make a decision about okay, now are we past the point where. You know, I need to do that again. I don't, I don't know if there's a threshold there, right? Because you don't want this thing to go on forever and ever. But I can imagine that there's some sort of a threshold where if it was marginal uh, and we fixed it last time and we take a new picture, do I need to take a new picture on the next four visits over the next, you know, 12 months? Or is there some point where I stop doing that on that particular component? Because it can get pretty onerous. Bill, uh, Bill and or Tom and or Uva is in this particular uh, functionality where you add a photo, um, how many historical photos will the customer be able to see, right? So right now we got two, we got brake fluid, eh, now we got brake fluid really bad. Are they gonna see the previous three, four, five, six visits where the brake fluid was okay and really see the whole progression over the past couple of years? Or is it just gonna be the last two? Because if it's just gonna be the last two, then I think my original, um, argument is, is still, I don't know, somewhat valid in that you're not really seeing a progression over a longer period of time. You're just seeing from three months ago to today. So, good question. I think we have to make it optional, whether it's just two visits or the whole, because um, there are some cause of growing breaks. In, in other words, if the consistency of doing your inspection is not established yet, having this whole history with changing, for example, brake thickness is going to backfire. And then the comparison to the um, last visit is probably better than showing kind of an inconsistent history, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. right? Right, it's, it's all about the maturity of the process. If, if, the, if the pictures are not fulfilling basic requirements, we shouldn't even do any history. Because if one picture is not telling the story, two incomplete pictures confuse people more than it's good, right? That, that would be the first step. That's why we introduced the reinforcement of what a good picture looks like. And then the next step is uh, let's start with previous visit and current visit. And then the next step would be a whole history. That, that's how I look at it. But, but I would like to go back to Fred's proposal to really make sure I understand it. Would you, let me call it dynamic. Um, it's it, it's um, dynamically mandatory. When would you, if I understand you correctly, the moment it fulfills the yellow criterion, it is automatically mandatory. The moment it is good from last time, it's not. Is that so the, so the, the two scenarios would be either I've marked it as mandatory, right. and that doesn't yes. matter, that or doesn't matter. I've noted something on, a pri on the prior visit that should make it mandatory on this visit. Okay. Take a picture of it again. The question right. would be, okay, what makes sense beyond that? Right. You know, um, that, that I can see, I mean, there's probably a lot of ways to handle it and maybe some configuration um, right. really based on how mature and, and ingrained your process is. Right. You know, because in order for this to work really well, you're right. I mean, you have to be taking great pictures and doing good inspections 
for at least the last couple of visits on the vehicle. That's correct. Okay. So the um, other thing to take into play is, mm -hmm. is that when the condition is, is wholly changed and the service or the technician taps on it that the condition has changed, they're re-inspecting the topic from scratch without any pictures, without any, you know, because they're just doing that inspection over sure. when they go ahead and change the condition rather than can confirm or change the note or change the picture. Interesting. So if they pick the same condition, yeah, the question is, uh, you know, so if they pick the same condition or a worse condition, uh, perhaps it, it, it requires, it has you look at the, the past picture and the new picture. If it goes the other direction, you know, maybe there's a difference. I, I don't know what the answer to that is. We're kind of thinking out loud here. Mm -hmm. No, Adam, Adam just made also a proposal in the chat. I would simply say, if we have an indication that there is an unexpected change, like from bad to good, there has to be some flag because either he was cheating as Tom called it, or, or there was just an inconsistent inspection process. That's um, true. But you also right? have to guard against the bad to bad and they didn't look at it again. Right. So I, I mean, I could just simply say, look, if there's a picture again, take another one. Right, right. Yeah, but you're not wrong. Which okay. Guess, and that, to, to make that point, I think that's also why I like the, I like guided mode for a multitude of reasons where the carry forward thing, it, just, it can potentially make it messy. If you've got a guided mode and you have required topics and required photos um, and the technician is doing what they're supposed to do in guided mode, it kind of eliminates all of these questions. Yes. At least for, at least for the mandatory topics. Yes. Right. I mean, it's, it's the non-mandatory topics that I think we have to really focus on. And, and those tend to be in a lot of cases, you know, some real things that people need to focus on, you know, that the people, right. people should be made aware of. We have one more topic, Bill, I think you're ready to present and that's how to use the audit feature, the new audit feature in the TVPX we released uh, last week. Is that correct? Well, I can uh, just give a quick, because we are running out of time in three minutes. Uh, I have it on the infogram, Dustin, if you could share. Um, so we were talking about you have to have impactful pictures. And so here we now have um, introduced the ability to go through images and captions um, in on the TVPX. So there's a new submenu item, which is called audit technician slash service advisor. And so just like in the inspection results viewer, you can select the service advisor or technician name, select uh, up to 90 days going back. Probably the last seven days is the most uh, used um, mode. And then you see all the inspections and can rank them. See, it's really that simple. You click on the image, you rank it, right? This is an interesting picture um, to rank probably one star. And then you can write an assessment. And in the overview, you can then see a um, summarized ranking of all images for this particular person and have a, have a talk with, with the person, right? Really simple. Select the technician or service advisor, select the time range, rank the images, write an assessment, and present the overall findings to your staff. One of the other things you'll find when you use that audit tool is you scroll down through there, you'll see that the topics were either approved or not approved for the customer to see with a red or a green check mark. So it's also good to go ahead and spot check those things also. Thank you, Bill. For what it's worth, I think, I think this is a terrific step in the right direction. I'd love to get a view into kind of where you're headed with this. If, if there's any way to do that, that would be awesome. Um, it's something that I reply, rely on very heavily in my operation is to sample and look at things to really understand whether we're doing all the stuff that we're supposed to be doing. You, you can't just look at the data necessarily. Right. You have to actually look at the inspection. So I think it's a great idea. Thank you. Yeah, let's, let's keep discussing that and, and continue in the Facebook forum um, and let Tom wrap it up.
Yeah, sure. Hey, great. Um, you know, great discussion, right? Um, you know, and, it, and it's funny too, because now I think we even have bigger buckets on both sides of the fence. <laughs> you know, we got some feedback in the chat, you know, uh, best invention ever. And, you know, and then we got Brandon on the other side, holding down the, the, uh, the, the people, I'm not going to say you're a naysayer, Brandon. I'm going to say that, you know, you just, <laughs> you, you just, you know, you're slower to move. You take a little bit more convincing and you like to, you know, uh, know where you're headed, right? You, you, you want to make sure there's no potholes out there in front of you. Uh, but no, I really appreciate Fred, Brandon, you guys coming on. I thought it was a great discussion around this topic. I think it's going to give us a lot of food for thought uh, and direction on how to expand and improve, which uh, benefits all of us, you know, and that's what we're all about. So um, can't thank you enough. Looking forward to, to hearing the, uh, you know, follow up through the Facebook forum, like Uva had said. Uh, if you're not uh, subscribed, get in there. Just search um, Digital Shop Talk or Auto Vitals on, on Facebook. It's a closed group. Uh, request to join. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Make sure that you know, you're, not, uh, you're not from the uh, uh, IRS or something tracking us down. Uh, you're not from a competitor. But um, uh, we'll get you in there, and then you can con continue that conversation online. Tune in next Wednesday, same time, same place. We're going to be talking uh, about some some more, um, talking to a couple more great shop owners. And I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag yet, but you're, gonna, you're not going to want to miss this next episode. Uh, Dustin, I appreciate all your, your help, buddy. Um, if you have any other questions, go ahead and get those in or take them to the Facebook forum, like I said, if we didn't get a chance to answer everything. Really great responses and, and questions inside of the chat. I really appreciate uh, all of that engagement. And like I said, if we didn't get to it, um, don't let us uh, forget it. Just post it up on Facebook. We'll go through and move a lot of that conversation over there as well uh, and send you direct response. Uh, recordings are coming out, so check your inbox if you didn't get a chance to see the whole episode. And if there's anybody that you think would benefit from this, make sure you forward it to them and uh, let them uh, uh, watch that recording. Uh, thanks again, everybody. We'll see you next Wednesday.